What's up everyone? Today we're talking more about running for fat loss and we're gonna be going into beginner programming methods. So really how to pre uh, perform preparation and conditioning for running if you're a beginner. This is something that a lot of people get wrong and it is one of the big reasons why people get injured. Stick around. What's up everyone? My name's Yanni Bormeister. We got Rad across the table from me and Richie behind the camera. Mm -hmm. We are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. Remember, if you want to know how we turn driven people into athletes, get hold of our blueprints for strength, flexibility, and nutrition. Uh, you can download them from our website, or if you're watching a replay on YouTube or listening to the podcast, there's links in the descriptions. How are we today, boys? I'm uh, amused that Phil isn't here for this. <laughs> I know, again. I know, it's hilarious. <laughs> Looking at what we're talking about today, this is like. Phil's going to be like uh, crawling yeah. out of his skin if he's watching this. This is his jam, but he's hit, he's back tomorrow. He's back tomorrow and Friday, and uh, those are two very important shows. So <laughs> today we're getting uh, we're getting stuck into programming, which is fun, and we're going to talk about something that is absolutely critical, uh, which is the preparation phase of training. If you're just starting out as a runner or you haven't run for a couple of months and you're jumping back into it again. You lose your physical conditioning and preparedness very quickly when you stop a stimulus, a type of exercise. It starts to fall away immediately and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite frustrating because when you try to take that thing up again, whether it's a, a running hobby or a gym program, uh, you're exposed because you tend to remember as Rad spoke about earlier in the week, you remember running. We've all run for years, and it's something that our bodies, our brains feel like we can jump back into very quickly. Well, it's, just, it's the same with push-ups. Like, I think, like, a lot of people think that, I mean, I was one of them. I remember when I started being a personal trainer, um, and I, I always thought push-ups as to be a, a beginner exercise, but the truth is they're not. The only reason why we think they're a beginner exercise is because at least in Australia, almost everybody did push-ups back in high school. Like that was like one of the you know push-ups and sit-ups and running were like pe you know PE lessons. So it's the same with running. You know, you our minds remember it. We remember running when we were a thirty or forty kilogram child, and you could just bolt around all day long, and you know there was no problem. And uh, yeah, you get older. Now you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, or fifties, and you're twenty kilos or forty-five pounds overweight. And uh, unfortunately, your body does not remember running the way that your mind does. So it's really important to understand how critical, uh, you know, a, a preparation phase is for running. And for, for a lot of people, and because we're talking about running for fat loss, let's make the assumption that, you know, this is for somebody that is overweight. Um, and, you know, when you're talking about somebody that's overweight, it's not uncommon that people, you know, are carrying 20 kilos or 45 pounds of extra weight. That's really, that's quite common these days. That's a, that's something that really needs to be considered. And, you know, for, for that, for a lot of people, the preparation phase for running actually isn't running at all. It's walking. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's a real, um, 
I guess, a shock for some people. Uh, before we go into this question of the day, guys, I want you to tell us, have you ever had a proper running program designed for you and how did it go? What results did you get? Was it uh, specific for a distance run like a half marathon or a marathon uh, or some sort of a fun run or a, 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 a competition that you competed in, uh, an event, or just from a, a trainer or a coach? You know, We want to know what your running programs look like and... Uh, yeah, most importantly, I want to know whether you've ever done a preparation phase, but this is something that does stifle people because uh, the first, very first thing we need to do is condition the connective tissues, the, the deeper joint connective tissues, the bone structures, the ligaments, the tendons, the things that are, you know, copping the shock of compression, compressive load when we're striking the ground. And that, that uh, starts in the foot and ankle and goes up through the knee and also into the hip, you know. And all of these sort of uh, passive structures are the ones that are most susceptible and, and prone to injury. Uh, and those are the um, structures that take the longest. We've spoken about this before uh, quite a lot with Phil. You know, the different structures in the body progress and adapt at different rates. And the central nervous system tends to adapt first and quite quickly. Uh, and in, uh, in fitness training, in, in running, your cardiovascular system adapts very quickly. You get fitter quite quickly and you yeah. feel like you can run longer, faster, further and to, and to higher intensities quite quickly. It happens in about two weeks. Yeah. Like, when, like when, when I haven't done any cardio for ages and I'm at my absolute worst and, and it happens, you know, Yanni and Richard and me, we're not we're not superheroes. We have our ups and downs. Well, Richard Richard's probably more of a superhero. He doesn't really have many ups and downs. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, uh, you know, sometimes we go back to cardio when we haven't done any for a while, and that first couple of days is like is so goddamn hard. And then two weeks later, all of a sudden, you're doing the same thing, and you know, it's not so hard. Yeah. So, so it happens pretty quickly, but continue because I know the point that you're about to make is so yeah, your, your cardio the, system adapts very quickly, but... But the connective tissues, the passive structures, the, 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 the cushioning, the, the meniscus cartilage in your knees, all of the little tendons and structures that hold the bones together so that you don't just fall apart when you, when you run, uh, those structures t take months and months and months to, to fully uh, condition and, uh, and, and become strong and robust. And so the preparation phase must be really, really quite gentle. Like it can't be really intense. It has to be something that is, uh, that is sort of drawn out over time and very, very progressive. And for some people, like Rad said, who, who might be carrying a lot of extra weight, often the, the, the conditioning phase will start with walking. You don't, you're not even, you shouldn't even run yet, you know? And this is why I say it very much depends on your current state of fitness and health. If you've only stopped running a few months ago uh, or, you know, last summer or whatever, you were running lots and you haven't for six months, then, you know, you're going to be a little bit more physically prepared than someone who hasn't run for a decade. Uh, and then it also comes down to, you know, body composition. If you're very lean and you're not carrying a whole heap of extra uh, body fat, then that you're gonna, it's going to be a little bit less impact on your body than if you are carrying a lot of weight, you know. And so we need to take all of these things into consideration and then start to use those um, 
uh, points as a, 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 a framework for how to put together your preparation phase. And the preparation phase for a lot of people, a lot of people are going to uh, benefit, and Rad and I spoke about this off camera a little bit beforehand, a lot of people would benefit from a little bit of strength and conditioning in the gym prior to or adjacent with their um, preparation phase of running. And we're going to talk a lot more about that on Friday, so I don't want to go into too much, too much depth about it. But, you know, these are things that need to be taken into consideration. You know, it's so common. Most people just go out and run. And... You know, luckily the preparation phase, it usually just requires a, a lot of steady state. You know, we're not doing intervals, we're not doing sprints, we're not starting to test the different energy systems in the body just yet. Uh, so, you know, we get that, we tend to get that right, but we do, we get the intensity and the volume really wrong. You don't want to go to exhaustion during the preparation phase, because when you go to exhaustion and the, the, the nervous system starts to become heavily fatigued, then your running style becomes sloppy. And you start to, and, and often, <clears throat> often you start, your starting point, if you're really unconditioned, you never start with a good running style. You start with a sloppy running style mm. and it's all over the place and you're putting insanely excessive loads on parts of the body, structures of the body, particularly the knees, uh, that are, are just not ready for it, are just not um, physically prepared for it. Mm. Yep. Blakely's saying here that he's done couch to 5Ks. It's solid. He's doing it again now, actually. That's impressive, Blakely, but not so much that you've done couch to 5Ks. It's that you're talking in the metric system and you're an American. I'm, uh, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> it must be an Aussie program or a, a European program. Yeah, probably it? a European. Do well, in, in England, they use miles. Yeah, they do, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. But don't they use the metric system everywhere else in Europe? They make that joke yeah. in, in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Remember? He yeah. Goes, they wouldn't know what the like a quarter pounder is. I got the metric system yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Royale with cheese. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, that's awesome, Blakely. Um, I mean, look, that's that's the what's idea. What's the preparation phase like? What yeah, was what's the, the prep phase like in, phase in like? couch to right 5K? At, right I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard of it, but it makes sense, you know, going from sitting on a couch to doing 5Ks at the end of the program. So anybody that doesn't understand how programming works, the if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Blakely, but I'm imagining it takes you from somebody that does absolutely zero running to at the end of the program, you're doing 5Ks. Yeah. So what's the preparation phase like? What's the very, very first phase? And we'll start talking about um, how to pre perform preparation and conditioning phases based on your fitness. And, and let's presume that our audience here are people that are overweight that are wanting to run to lose fat. So, yep. you know, as Yanni said, and as we said before, you're, you, you, you've got to understand that when, if you are in that state, if that's where you are at, then you actually start with brisk walks, not with running. Um, and a brisk walk will... Or short interval bursts of jo jogging, but yeah. it's very light. The idea, and I'll talk from experience because this is my reality. I'm 10 kilos heavier than when I was running like decently last time and it was a few years ago i started i took up running again recently and then suffered for it because i sort of aggravated an issue in my knee not badly not badly but enough <clears throat> that i w was limited to how far i could run and you know when it went on in hindsight on evaluation i'd chosen a route that was quite difficult like a course it was down quite a steep hill for a kilometer and maybe 1.4 kilometers and then up that same really steep hill for 1.4 kilometers and it 
you know, it's there's a lot of undulation. There's a lot of uneven surfaces. It's a it's it was tough for for the body to to sort of negotiate, you know, and considering that I hadn't run for a very, very long time, it would probably have been better to choose a course that was more flat and that had less uneven surface because I am coming back from a knee reconstruction six years ago. That's how long it's been since I've run. And uh, it's the first time I've introduced running back into my training since that knee reconstruction. So there's a lot of structure in my body that's changed. I've had the muscle um, uh, in my leg completely altered because they they harvested a tendon to recreate an ACL. I had a hamstring graft, which is a, a form of um, uh, surgical intervention to repair the ACL, the anterior cruciate ligament. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, I went at it wrong. I went at it like most people do and just go straight in. Now, the first thing that I should have considered was that I am 10 kilos heavier than when I used to run. And my body is not used to carrying that amount of weight. So there's going to be a period of time where my joints and my connective tissues have to readjust to that, to that mm -hmm. additional weight. Now, the, the, the name of this series is Running for Fat Loss. So we're going to make the assumption that people are starting to run, which is a great idea because they've put on a few extra kilos and they want to uh, rip into that and get rid of it, you know, and it's a really, really great idea. But the very first thing that needs to be considered is the, cal the, the calibration in your body that's going to take place. Even if you're uh, five pounds, 10 pounds heavier, that it's it's a new weight that your body needs to, to adjust to. You got to imagine if you carried a 10 pound weight in a backpack, what that would feel like. Okay, then now that's what it feels like for your body. Now you may have adjusted to it because you've been walking around with it and sitting like that, but not running like that, you know. Um, and so that's the first thing that needs to be taken into consideration. And if you are carrying a, a little bit more weight, then you have to progress, you have to start more gently. Uh, and you have to sort of be more cautious with the way you do it. Be a little bit smarter at the route or the course that you choose to run. You know, make it a little bit easier on your body, especially the uneven surfaces are going to be something that are more challenging if you are carrying additional <clears throat> weight. Yep. So Blakely's saying the programming with the Couch to 5Ks is really good. Uh, it's not here in the US, he's saying. And it starts out alternating walking with very light jogging. So Perfect. There you go. That's Look at that. exactly what we're talking um, about. He's saying there's a million apps called Couch to 5K with a built-in timer and tracker. I just use the most popular one. Um, and if, if that's the case, if, um, you know, Blakely's one of our moderators here and, and we, we really trust his uh, feedback and input on things he's a he's a really knowledgeable guy and he's got his head switched on so if he i've never looked at these running apps but if he's saying that that's good then i i really trust that and if anybody listening you know is looking at this you know maybe look into getting one of those apps um that, that might be a really good way to you know to help you to go from that um uh, no running at all to getting up to that 5k. Yeah, 100%. So, I um, use a running yeah. app. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but I'll just quickly flick over to it. Uh, it's just called Runkeeper. And um, I don't know if they can see that, but it's really cool because it is obviously GPS. That's the cool thing about the new smartphones. The GPS inside the smartphone makes it super, super easy to track distances mm. and that's what we want to do and that brings us to the next sort of section how to use distance intensity uh or sorry how to manage frequency intensity time recovery and, and then progressive mm. overload 
these run keeper apps are how I suggest you do it mm. because they track the distance of the run. They track the time. They track the, the, the intensity. If you've got a, um, a Fitbit hooked up to it, then it tracks your heart rate and everything. And this is really, really important because you want to you wanna be managing the intensity through your heart rate. That's how we manage intensity. And we want to be managing load volume through the distance of the run and the difficulty of the run. So undulation, when I, when I talk about undulation today and tomorrow, we're going to be talking about hills. How many hills are you running down and up? Because that changes the load variable. There's a lot of eccentric contraction when you're running down a hill, which is what causes a lot of stress and metabolic damage to the tissue. And that tends to be make, make, um, making you really, really sore uh, after the run, you know? I just hate that you have to carry a phone on you in order to use those things, but that's yeah. just a personal opinion. When I run, when, um, which I don't currently do, but I have done a plenty of running in the past, um, I don't even like having a bunch of keys on me. I usually take the one key that I need to get back into my house off my key bunch because I hate the feeling of anything bouncing around in your pocket. Yeah, and the you only other you real you option is in your hand. Yeah, or we'll get so one of those things on your. Look, arm. it's a pers it's it's a personal preference for me. I personally, I like um I like workout time to be phone free time in the sense of like my phone's there and I use it, but I just don't like having it attached to my body, especially with um. You know, with all the EMFs and you know, you've read that book Zapped and stuff. Yeah, what it's not. Gonna it's do? not going to do. It's not going to do anything. What the the gain you get from from uh, having that Run Keeper app going is far superior to any un discomfort you might experience from having to carry a phone. I wonder if um, do those Apple watches, watches or yep. whatever do yep. they do it without having a phone on you? So I you don't. I don't know. I've never used one to yeah. be honest. I've, yeah. I've, people have told me that you can still use your Apple Watch when you like Adam has an Apple Watch, one of our members, and he left his phone here and he activated his Find My iPhone from wherever he was. Yeah, and right. His phone started beeping in the gym here. Yeah, right. And he pinned it on Nick. He tried to make it out like it was Nick's phone. <laughs> that left Hit us up if funny. you know whether the uh, the the watches. Um, and is there an Android version of the Apple Watch? Yeah, yeah. There must yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, Chris Jones is saying, I track all my exercises with my iPhone. It tracks indoor and outdoor activity without a phone. There you go. Yeah, right. Is that with a watch, Chris? Is that with does a watch, it, does Chris? Use the yeah, Apple how Watch does even when your phone's not with you? How does how the works? phone track indoor, uh, outdoor activity without the phone? We should call up Apple and see if we can get some sponsorship. <laughs> <show or> something. <laughs> Apple Watch, there you go. Yeah, yeah nice, boom. Nice. Yeah, Apple, uh, if you're listening, we're open to sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. yeah We've got go. 13 viewers. It's a huge market. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Well, I use an Aura Ring, uh, which tracks my heart rate and... Uh, and then I sync all that with the apps on my phone. But I use RunKeeper because of the GPS. And uh, and it's just, yeah, you can run your music through it. And I, I, I really like, I like much prefer running with music. It, I run so much more effectively and uh, probably a little bit harder. But that's the first lesson. Now, I, I want to move to the next section of today's discussion because it's very important, very important. So we sort of know that we need that preparation phase and the preparation phase should be very gentle because it's about conditioning not the cardiovascular system it does a little bit but it's more about conditioning the connective tissues in the body so that we avoid injury and it's it, it, you know it's a conditioning phase it's not an optimization or performance phase 
Uh, what uh, Blakely suggested there about, you know, doing intervals where you're walking, brisk walk to light jog, brisk walk to light jog is a very nice place to start for most people, especially if you're carrying a few extra kilos. Then we manage frequency, intensity, time recovery, and progressive overload using the app. And progressive overload is just about setting small progressive goals where we go a little bit further each time. Uh, and we can uh, manipulate those variables of distance, time when we're running, uh, and intensity. And we, um, we measure intensity, remember, by our heart rate. So we do need something that's going to pick up heart rate. I don't expect you to count the beats every minute. Uh, and then the last thing I want to address today, which is possibly one of the more important, is that recovery methods and optimizing body composition are very, very important and reducing systemic inflammation and inflammation, in, inflammatory foods. If you're just starting out to run for fat loss, chances are that you've adopted food uh, habits and lifestyle behaviors that have made you gain weight, right? That's what we're here for. We're here to lose a little bit of weight. And so you have to come at this from two angles. Yes, you start your running and you do it progressively and you start your preparation phase, which is a gentle period of steady state cardio. But you also have to start looking at diet because if you are still eating and living the way you did that gained the weight, then chances are you're going to be putting a lot of stress on the body. Running is going to be a stress on the body that requires recovery and adaptation. And you want to do what you can to sort of approach that from a holistic standpoint. And the first thing I like to say, we're going to go into more advanced methods of doing this tomorrow when we've got Phil back on the show and talk about metabolic flexibility and, and, put, and, and, and running in a fasted state and things like that and all the benefits you can get from that. But for today, what I want you guys to start thinking about is just eliminating the foods that may have been causing inflammation, that may be causing uh, uh, excessive weight gain. And the first thing that I really recommend people do is that they start to experiment with car less carbohydrate. You know, the, the, uh, there was a very, very interesting study that was all over the news yesterday uh, about, um, and it was an extensive nutrition study where 22,000 people were studied. Um, uh, what bloody diet? <laughs> it's the most common Australian. I'm trying to. I'm trying to bring it up. We'll bring it up the tomorrow. Modified Mediterranean. No, 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 no. Oh God, I'm having a brain fart. Um, anyone who's watching the live stream in Australia who caught the news yesterday about the uh, the diet study, where they talked about the first three weeks of the diet is the most critical point. People that go hard in the first three weeks get a much greater result over the 12 weeks that they did this. It's the either the World Health Organization or the, um, anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll do my research better tomorrow. And, and, and I, I still think, we, we said that we weren't gonna talk a lot about nutrition, but this is my two cents. You can throw all the research out there that you want because whenever you start to talk to people that at your level, Yanni, of knowledge around nutrition or, you know, anybody at your level or higher, people are often quick to talk about, oh, you know, the research shows that calorie for calorie, it doesn't matter if you have carbs or fat or protein, you'll still lose the same weight and all this stuff. 
I still believe that the num one of the best health tips that you can give to somebody that really wants to turn their health around is to dramatically reduce carbohydrate. And it's for so many reasons. It's one of the things that if you start actively looking at what it ha what has refined carbohydrate in it, you just immediately start cutting out junk foods and you start reducing yep. inflammation. Let me read what, what, what this is because this is really yeah. important. Uh, I've pulled it up. It's the CSIRO's um, wi widely acclaimed 12-week high-protein, low-GI um, eating plan formulated by the nation's top scientists found that a strong start in the first three weeks of a diet is the best way to ensure greater long-term weight loss. The study of more than 22,000 CSIRO total well-being diet members showed those who started strongest were able to lose one kilo or more per week for the first three weeks and achieve three and a half times greater total weight loss than those who had a slower start. Now, the thing, the keys that I want to just point out there, sorry to interrupt you, uh, is that I'm this diet it. is a high protein, low GI eating plan, meaning that these guys are eliminating a lot of refined carbohydrates from their diet, which is really important because those foods tend to contribute to that inflammation and uh, and, and poor health markers a lot more. Um, so they, you know, I, I really would suggest that that's a, 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 a good starting point. And what they found here by going hard for the first three weeks, the people that did the best on this diet, it's a 12 week plan, and people that did the best on this diet were they spent two days prior uh, planning so they went shopping they cleared out all the garbage from their houses all the junk food all of the refined carbohydrates that they would probably eat if they hadn't chucked them out they went shopping got well prepared and they planned their meals ahead of time and then for that first three week period they went all in they didn't just trickle in they really went all in and you know you deal with all of the hunger cravings and the, and the hunger uh, the food cravings and the hunger pains early on in that first week or so but you get through it really really quickly you know and I think I, I, I believe you know there's a lot of people that, that advocate you know really taking it easy when you when you're doing a diet intervention I'm 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 more lean on the tear it off like a band-aid approach you know and what we do with our guys here if you've ever looked at our um, at our uh, nutrition guide for our, our guys in the gym we have a seven day uh, carb deload period that we initiate as soon as they start where over seven days we eliminate carbohydrate and on the seventh day they do a day zero carb they get all of their energy from fats and proteins and we don't do that permanently but it's just to help really kickstart the process because most of us are really really overdoing carbohydrate and what that does and we're going to talk about this tomorrow is that it really messes with your metabolic flexibility and makes you very very bad at converting fat for fuel which makes it harder to burn fat and lose fat on a weight loss diet so you know we want to re-establish that metabolic flexibility and we want to do it nice and quickly pull it off like a band-aid rad looks like he wants to say something I'm, no. I'm sorry i interrupted you before no it's all right so i hope that helps it gives you a little bit of uh, a little bit of insight we've got um three really important steps there we want to make sure that we're doing a preparation phase to start with and that should be gentle as far as running goes often it requires walking or doing little intervals of light jogging and brisk walking at, to build up the conditioning in your connective tissues, the passive structures, the joints, the ligaments, the tendons. And it also starts to get the cardiovascular system prepped. 
From there, we want to start managing the load using a good app. And RunKeeper, I think, is a fantastic app. I'm sure there's there's millions of them probably uh, online. Talk to your friends, get some insight, uh, post on the UMS Movement Mastermind group, and we'll get um, a discussion going on what apps are favored for this. Uh, and if you can get something that's going to track your heart rate as well, that's ideal because it's going to allow you to really, really start managing intensity of your runs. And then finally, intervene with your diet now, early. You know, um, hit hit your weight loss from two sides. Make sure that you're getting enough uh, protein so that when we're, we're, we're feeding and fueling your muscles and limit the amount of refined carbohydrates to lower your inflammation and, and, and stress on the overall stress on the body. And you'll do really, really well. Um, I think that the most important thing that everyone leaves with today is that the preparation and conditioning phase is critical for beginner runners because it strengthens the joint connective tissues and passive structures most commonly injured. I don't think I think the most important thing that you're going to take out of today's show is that our YouTube channel just had its first video that got uh, half a billion, half a million views. Oh, look out! Half a billion. Half a million views. So half a million views. Five hundred thousand. So go and check out. How good is that? Yeah, go and check out our. YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, go to our YouTube channel and you'll see it right there on the homepage of our, our uh, top viewed videos, over 500,000. And on that note, big shout out to everyone watching the replay of this stream on YouTube. We love you long yeah. time. And yep. uh, big shout out to everyone listening on the podcast. We love you just as much. And uh, most importantly, huge shout out to everyone who tuned in to the live stream on the UMS Movement Mastermind. Very disappointed with the amount of uh, those of you who didn't answer the question of the day or just tell us who you are and where you're tuning in from because we love to interact with you. Uh, Thanks to Blakely for sharing his insights. Uh, Thanks to Chris Jones for sharing his insights. And um, thanks for Lee for just saying hi. (laughs) Have a good day, everyone. See you all soon, guys. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcut to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. The gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.